Hey, Yes Anders, that's the special name for our special little community. Just want to let you know that uh, today's episode contains a lot of conversations around misgendering um, and just a lot of jokes about, you know, uh, uh, honest reflections about the pain of that, but also a lot of jokes about it um, as uh, we try to make sense of the way that misgendering affects us in our own lives. So if that is not the kind of thing you feel like listening to this week, if that's not the vibe that you're currently trying to ride, then uh, skip this episode and never look back. Enjoy the show. Excuse me. Yes, hello. Uh, hi, I'm sorry. I'm just, I am so awestruck by you. Um, huh. Obviously, you can see that, like yourself, I am a giant walking, talking clock. And. Yes. Um, Welcome. My, my, I am, after all, grandfather clock. I am the clock that all <laughs> clocks look up to. Uh, yeah, I mean, you are, you're kind of, listen, I believe very strongly in listening to our, into our, listening to our elders, you know? And boy, oh boy, am I old. Um, <laughs> um, and I also just, like, I've noticed that you have been hanging out a lot in that, uh, that castle up the hill with that dreaded beast, and I'm just so fascinated about your life, like. Oh, yes, it's, uh, it's quite, uh. Simple life up in the up in the castle. We uh, you know, we don't have many guests though. We would love to have some. Uh, we've had a whole, we prepped a whole thing around it. Uh, uh-huh. you you have like a a, a whole number planned for the time that time comes. Honestly, I run a podcast, and I wish I had a better pitch for guests. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unfortunately, listen. Let me get let me get to kind of what I what I want to say. Um. I don't want to be rude, but is it... Listen, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, and if it's rude to say, you can correct me, and I will own that, and I will change my ways, okay? Okay. Is it possible that you are... You were not always a clock, that maybe you actually started off as a human, and maybe you transitioned into a clock? Like, you're some Oh, yeah, that, 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 I, that happened, yes. Okay, okay. All right, sorry. I I just <laughs> I've heard that it's rude to um to unclock people. Oh my god! Son of a and son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, oh, excuse me. I'm getting a phone call. Uh, it says healthcare. <laughs> One second. Let me just see. <laughs> hello. Uh, yes. Hello. Hello there. Um, this is your. Uh, yes, this is Coraline's owner. Oh, you're getting a real call. This is a real. This is a real call. I thought Charlie was doing yes, a bit. Yes, we are She's... still interested in scheduling that. Um, 
I will have to not a healthcare professional. Um, call I'm not you saying vets are healthcare professionals, um, but it's not, to get let me say it's my healthcare professional. People don't think vet; they think doctor, right? We think, oh, this is my pet's healthcare professional. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Charlie's just sitting here talking to. Thank you. This whole scene is ruined. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. I just, I have a cat. Uh, she needs uh, to schedule a vet oh, appointment. Oh, do you? My schedule do, is. Do you have a cat? My yeah, schedule you, is you. so. Yeah, I do. What? What? Do you, what? what? <laughs> also, you might have noticed that I changed my voice when I spoke on the phone. It's because I, I, I have to code switch in order to not be miss. <laughs> um, miss. Uh, okay. P pull it. Bring it home with the perfect clock pun. In order to not be missed, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> Ari, got anything? Save it for TikTok, baby. See, because TikTok is a clock, and also you make jokes on the TikTok, which our wonderful fans can absolutely go see more of Charlie's incredible sharp comedy uh, on. <laughs> there you go. It's the best I have. <sighs> All right. Well, hello. <laughs> and welcome. Welcome. Wow. <laughs> welcome to Yes Androgyny. Um, so let me let me hear. Let me take that again a little with a little more uh, a little more enthusiasm. Um, a little less like I've just given up entirely. Hello and welcome to Yes Androgyny. This is the podcast where two trans slash non-binary improvisers and best friends since middle school sit down together, drink some tea, and have robust conversations about their experiences coming out as trans in their late 20s and use those conversations to inspire improvised make-em-ups and comedic little bits. My name is Charlie Monroe. I use she, they pronouns. And with me, as always, is my delightful companion, the beautiful and irreplaceable, and, well, beautiful and beastly, I might say. <laughs> there uh, we go. <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself, pal. Hello, my name is Ari Noble. I go by he, they pronouns. And today I officially updated my resume to say Ari Noble instead of Ari Borhanyan. And I hate that I think I'll get more responses with a more English-sounding name, but I probably will. And if you're interested in Ari's further reflections on the way that <laughs> de-exoticizing their name might help them get employment opportunities, you can listen to the third episode of our podcast, where we actually talk about that at length. Yes, indeed. See how we're just weaving it all together? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, someone will learn that you can watch these. I mean, it's actually true. I was going to say Kaleidoscope on Netflix was like, you can watch these episodes in any order. And I'm like, bitch, you can do that with ours too. Yeah, but you have to end with the white with the white episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the really lame thing is that you have to end with the same one. So it's not actually true, really. It's just different perspectives. It's like when you're, you're listening to the Beatles. Like, you got to end with the white album. That's, I mean, that's definitely not true. You got to end with Abbey Road, baby. History Abbey always, Road, baby. <laughs> history always ends in whiteness, uh -oh. doesn't it? It all comes burning down <laughs> because of whiteness. Why don't you go ahead and please, please me and tell me what your thoughts are for what are we going to be doing today? What's our plan? What are we doing? Help. Yes. <laughs> that's another Beatles album. I did want to say that. Um, oh, sorry. I'm going to take my however, shoe off. The, uh, this, the rubber sole on my shoe is just okay. Oh no! P let's let's not do this. 
It's too late. Let it be, Charlie. It'll be a revolving door of terrible Beatles album puns. Ah. <laughs> all I could all I could think of is my mom saying to me, it, sometimes it feels like you guys just take a word and just say random things off of that word for like five minutes. And I'm like, yes, that is literally our brains. Pretty hostile of her to call us guys. And that, first of all, uh, Mrs. Ari's mom, I just want you to know that I did not mean that. I'm not actually calling you out. And second of all, that was also, actually a probably incorrectly way. quoted my mother. <laughs> <laughs> topic we should have covered a long time ago very rudimentary trans 101 kind of topic but i don't think we've ever fully delved into this on this show and i think it's finally time for us to talk about misgendering which is also ironic because that's the pun i couldn't think of a clock misgendering pun and that was what ruined the improv scene that was going so well up to that point um, perfect improv scene, literally 10 out of 10, right up until I flubbed that pun. Nothing wrong with it until then. So my brother works at a PF Chang and the, I believe the manager there referred to the non-binary they slash them person who wasn't there as the it isn't here today. Oh, now, do you think it's possible that he was actually referring to the, well, I was going to say the slimy little sea creature. <laughs> no, he's like, he's the, five, just a the five children. The five children are the here. The five children are here, but the it is <laughs> But where is it? Wait, is five children and it basically is that where Stephen King got the idea from? Oh my god. There were five children and there wasn't it. There were um, more than five. I don't remember. It's been a long time. No, let's get to the point. Misgendering is bad and you shouldn't do it. Thanks for tuning in, okay. everyone. Be sure to check out our <laughs> Patreon, and that'll be it. No, I wanted to ask you. Because I think you're going to be more interesting to talk about with this. But okay, okay. Here's here's my big thesis statement about misgendering. Not thesis statement, but the thing thesis that I've statement. What a about. dangerous phrase to use. Right. And I did say feces statement, right? Feces statement, yes. Uh, because it's kind of My feces statement is... <laughs> Stupid. All right, give me the actual... Give me your information, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I think misgendering is the aspect of the trans experience, particularly the sort of online trans experience, like the way that the trans experience has been translated to online uh, discourse and online interaction. Uh, I think misgendering is the the aspect that I think is the most, I, I, I don't know how better to say it than like, the worst PR, the worst trans PR has happened around misgendering. Like, I think misgendering is the thing that feels the most arbitrarily obnoxious to, like, your normal cis person who's not, like, they're not, like, bigoted necessarily against trans people. They're not actively supporting the legislation. They probably don't even know that the legislation exists. Generally They're people just who are more ignorant and with the potential to become but, awful people than people who right, are already but, awful. But they have this vague idea that trans people are kind of like annoying and that trans people who advocate on behalf oh, of yeah, trans Maya, people Oh yeah, I have a trans positive family member who was very supportive of trans people in my family, but when I came out as non-binary he sat down with me and was like, I don't get, why would you want to go by, like why would the, why i don't understand like, what does that even mean like he couldn't R right so like and like gendering around they and them and stuff really confused him not only like it was grammatically and, wrong but he was like well, why he just didn't get well, why. i think and i think the problem is that it's so far from it, there's so um there, there's just nothing 
in a cis person's life that is parallel to misgendering. Mm -hmm. And because of that, and because trans people are, I think, tired of explaining shit, and honestly, I think because of the phenomenon that a lot of marginalized groups have, which is like well-meaning allies can sometimes get a little bit on their high horse about advocating. I think the problem is that, especially online, misgendering has become more like a set of rules where it's like a faux pas to misgender as opposed to what it actually is, which is a deeply hurtful thing that needs to be addressed because of the way that it is that it can be so alienating, invalidating, and hurtful to a trans person. Like, it's framed more like, you just, you just broke the internet rule. Well, it reminds me of, I read this thing today, actually. Yeah, I read this thing today that actually makes me think of exactly what you were describing, which is, like, you know, the way conservatives are going after stupid shit as a way to, like, generate support and how that might not be the best idea because it might turn out that people are just getting tired of hearing about bigoted things and care about more real issues. And one of the words they used in the description was, they said, gay people, black people, transgendered people, was what they said. And someone was correcting them and saying, hey, just so you know, transgendered isn't really the word. It's kind of like saying gays or blacks. You just don't do that. You don't say transgendered. You say transgender people or just transgenders, whatever. But they'll say transgendered. And the person writing it, it's very interesting to me the way they described it. They were like, I wanted to start off by saying that I am not here to cancel you or call you out or make you feel bad. I just thought I would inform you that the word transgender has some little terms. Now, 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 I know you didn't mean anything by it. I know you weren't trying to hurt anyone's feelings. You probably just didn't know. Uh, but yeah, we tend to use the word transgender. Now, let me be very clear. I I don't want you to think that I'm attacking you. Please, I'm not trying to attack. I'm not upset. I decided like, I'm like, oh my God, this poor person is so scared. that they'll say, just so you know, the word is transgender. And then someone will go, how dare you attack this person? And like the comment below that comment was like, I'm not attacking you. I am so sorry. Was someone saying, yo, by the way, it's transgender. <laughs> right, well, yeah, exactly. Because it has become almost like synecdoche for the culture war, right? Pronouns, it it is synecdoche for the culture war. I would hazard to say it is the number one talking point that gets thrown around in these debates kind of in general is this like, right? It it goes back to the, uh, like those original fucking like 4chan memes or whatever. My identity is an attack helicopter, right? Oh God, It's like, it's like- One of their two jokes. But- and I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming trans people for this. I'm actually more talking about the way that these conversations just fall apart th- when when they're trying to be applied through social media. Well, I can tell you what really the problem is. A problem specifically, and it's both in person and online. In person, it's a little easier to not have it happen because... You have tone. It all comes down to embarrassment. Embarrassment, I believe, is the... Not- I think people are shitty at dealing with being slightly embarrassed and their response to being slightly embarrassed, that like instinctual feeling of like embarrassment. If you say to someone, hey, how's it going, man? They go, oh, actually, I prefer not to be called man. For a second, you're inevitably going to feel that embarrassment that comes with having done a social thing wrong. It just happens to most people who have any degree of empathy, which, you know, we're not talking about the people who don't have empathy. People who do have empathy and react poorly, they get that embarrassed feeling. Embarrassment makes people angry rather than self-reflective. Also, did, also, I also did want to say, uh, can I, cir- since we're here, can I circle back to just saying that my thesis statement, 
you know, when I talked about my, my thesis statement before, I did want to just sort of go back and say that. My oh thesis yeah, before we went to thesis statement. Yeah, what was your thesis right before thesis? Yeah, my thesis statement. Right, it's really really sad. My thesis statement actually uh, lost her husband. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> I always fall oh. for it. Every time I fall for your shit. Every single time. Lost I have known husband. this woman since fourth grade, two thousand and four. And every fucking time she does that thing, and she's like, "Okay, can we go back to?" I'm like, "Yeah, what is it?" She's like, "So it turns out I actually have like poop disorder." I'm like, "No, stop! <laughs> you can't do this." And she always does it. Can we circle back? I actually have poop disorder. That's what I wanted to say. What did you say? My thesis, That's your thesis statement. My thesis statement lost her husband, but he created a sort of imaginary world for himself oh, that she sometimes. God goes into and there's this whole book about it anyway i have i genuinely have no fucking clue what any of that means that, that oh, means uh, nothing to me oh that you was... haven't read theses story oh fucking okay there is a stephen king book called lisey's story which thesis statement <laughs> if it was thesis story i might have got it better also also if i went <laughs> if i went um if i went uh uh I rather think that trans people have gone too far and are canceling people left and right. That would be my John Cleese's statement. Hey, there we go. All okay, right. We're back on track. Somehow that somehow that brought you back, Ari. Hey, I love that that was like, well, all right, was, I'm back on board. Because it made sense. I didn't, the thesis one, I was like, so, I literally, none of the words that came out of your mouth meant anything to me. I was so confused. So I couldn't, um, I couldn't riff. But, if I can riff, I'm good. Mm -hmm. If I can riff, I'm golden, baby. So what as is your thesis? Do you actually have a thesis statement? Do you have a thesis? Or was that just like, like a joke for jokes? No, I do have a thesis statement. I think that it is very obvious that you are right. I think it's super obvious that like people don't like being corrected about the gender stuff. They just don't like it. And no matter how nice you are, people don't like it. And they don't like feeling like they've done something wrong. But my thesis statement is that there's also been a way in which the... The social mediafication of discourse that, you know... Uh, See, this is the problem with Twitter, is that Facebook, while it sucked, at the very least you could post a lot, and now the only way to post a lot is to become a member of Elon Musk's Blue Check Club, which anyone who does is going to have terrible takes. Yes. I think that because of that, and because of, I think, fatigue, I think trans people are tired of explaining themselves. Fair. I'm tired of it. And... I think that on top of that, there's this third element, which is, again, these rambunctious young allies who are so desperate to get a pat of approval from their, you know, queer friends that they will uh, they will jump at any opportunity to be the one to sort of correct, to to reinforce or to enforce the sort of the laws. And I think that all of this boils down to misgendering has become something that we talk about like it's a set of rules and not a conversation around human dignity. Or you know, that's a great way to describe it. That like we've taken the human, we've taken the humanity out of. We it. describe it as a social faux pas in the same way that like coughing without covering your mouth is a social faux pas, like. It's you know what it is? It's like how coughing without covering your mouth before COVID felt like a social faux pas and now feels like kind of like a dicky move and you're not considering other people. We are thinking of misgendering as a social faux pas. It's not easy. If you do it by accident, it's understandable. 
if someone like walked outside in 2020 and coughed with their mouth uncovered and someone said, hey, I have a mean compromised partner. Please be careful. I'm not coming up. And they're like, you pieces of shit. Keep embarrassing me. I'm sorry that coughing's a natural human thing. It's like, just say, oh shit, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll be careful. And then don't do it anymore. If you misgender someone, just apologize and then just correct. It's okay. We don't hate you. Just correct it. So I agree. I agree, I agree, I agree. And I just, I want to be so clear about this. I want to be so clear that I do not think that it is, like, on us to, like, like, yeah, they should just do some research, learn what misgendering is, like, learn that it's bad, learn why it's bad, just own your mistakes, whatever. But I do want to say, I want to, like, I want to risk a slightly... A slightly controversial, Uh not even opinion, just a slightly controversial perspective, which is that (sighs) I think we could do a better job at framing the conversation. Not, Not when it comes to fucking horrible bigots. And I'm also not even talking about like, I'm not even talking about like how a trans person deals with a microaggression on like a micro basis. I'm not talking about like if you're on TikTok and someone says like, ha ha, nice going man, but you're a woman. I'm not saying you're not allowed to be like, hey, not a, like not a fucking man. Like look at, look at me, look at my profile. What are you doing? Like, I'm not saying you're not allowed to do that. I'm, I'm I'm really, oh, I want to be so clear about this. (laughs) I am all, but as a larger conversation, I wish that there was more of an emphasis on the fact that the reason misgendering is bad is not because you've broken the trans rules or because you've like, it's not, it's not that it's It's human dignity. It's under, it's looking at a person and saying and reflecting on who that person, like people correlate misgendering a trans person and then especially continuing to do it after being corrected with like like before I came out as non-binary me going to the like the drive through and someone calling me ma'am and then saying sorry they're like they think it's that they're like it's just not a big deal why do you obsess about it and it's like well because it's because it, when you know someone is trans and or you know someone is like you know their the gender that they are and that they have put out in the world and you don't give a shit about saying it or you're corrected and you react angrily because making a mistake is fine but not reacting well or refusing to fix it is not a social faux pas it is an attack it is a and i think one thing to talk about too is that like sometimes it's easy for us to forget like because i have a lot of trans friends online different experiences there are some people for whom they get misgendered by every single person in their physical life and the only place they have to get any like actual pronoun use that's correct is online or they'll get like killed and so for them online ones are an attack because it's like they're attacking the only safe space they have left so i understand like this the no, scale of it is attack. also sliding no no th- listen they are an attack i'm just not sure we're oh, yeah. i'm not sure that that has been fully communicated to everybody because i think we <sighs> okay Here's here here's maybe a better way to say what I'm saying. Sure. And please don't misconstrue me. <laughs> I'm already writing up a blog post right now. Listen, Charlie. you are misgendering destroyed. me. Misgendering me would be bad enough, but misconstruing me. Misconstruing. Um, this episode is about misconstruing. You can't spell misconstruing without miss. Okay, one second. Okay, we do need to. One second. Okay. 
All right, class. Settle down. Yes, Miss Construing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How many now, scenes end up being you being an authority figure and me being the children? <laughs> no, listen. Now, listen. Listen, class. I have something very important to say, which is that as an authority figure... As a person that you trust and as someone of a older generation who has lived a lot of life and has acquired a lot of wisdom, <laughs> I just want to say, I am open. I'm open to being told that I am wrong. And that is... <coughs> Excuse me, just need to cough without covering my mouth for a second. <coughs> Excuse me, Miss Constraint, I have a question. Yes, Bethany. Um, so you're saying it's okay for us to sometimes correct you if Oh, I'm always, I'm always open. I'm sorry, one second. I'm just, I have this terrible cough. And, you know, as I know from growing up in the 1860s, (laughs) (laughs) as I know, uh, you have to make sure not to keep the germs inside, or they'll rot away at your body. So excuse me one second. Um, uh, but yes, always willing to be corrected. Okay, um, what is it, Bethany? What so are you saying? I promise not to get mad. Bethany, what do you think of me? Have I ever given you reason to assume I'm going to miss... Construe what you're saying? That's my name. That's not your name, Bethany. Well, I guess... I would never do my name to you. Okay, so I wanted to, with great respect, just say I was reading mm. from the from the book that you you gave us last week about about uh, health, the health book for our health class. And while reading the book that you gave us, it says inside that- 101 pop- leech hacks? Yes, it does say in the very back that recent scientists have been discussing the possibility that maybe coughing with your mouth open is actually spreading germs to us. And so maybe you should cover your mouth and that'd be okay. <laughs> We're not gonna get mad at you and they're gonna get mad at us. Oh! <laughs> Your face is getting so, so red. (laughs) Yes, I have heard that, that those of your generation, that this has been ironic, is it not? That the idea of mouth covering itself is spreading a bit like a disease. (laughs) But Bethany, listen, listen, I am a mother. I am a grandmother. And yes, None of my doctors washed their hands, and yes, most of my most of my progeny died in childbirth, but those things have nothing to do with each other, despite despite what the liberal elite would have you think. Despite what Abraham Lincoln would have you think. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham thinking. What what did the hand add to it? Because you're covering your mouth with your hand. Mmm, yes. So, so Bethany. you're not mad and you're going to start doing what I requested? You're going to start doing it? Oh, no, Bethy, I'm not mad. Because this is, listen, this is the first time that someone has corrected me on this. And I would never 
One time, one silly hey, little uh, cur- Biff, Biff get through over here. Yes. L- little Timmy, they call me. <laughs> yes, the tiny, littlest, the not tiny Tim. Little, not tiny. You were tiny Tim, and then some strange author from across the seas sued you. I'm little Timmy, and I, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I just want to say I have multiple long-term diseases that aren't aren't contagious are just part of who I am and I could die if I catch something so I would agree with Bethany that it would be really great if you could cover your mouth when you you know cough like that so that's too what What? a second time this is a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) two times I have been told the same piece of information delivered in the same smug way by little snot-nosed whelps who know nothing. I wish that Dickens had sued you for more. <laughs> I love that man. And I hate I think it's a travesty the way that they removed the word <laughs> that they that they removed all those words from his books to make it seem a little less like he was talking about the Jews. I like how you said remove the word and then you pause and said those words so you didn't have to say the word that they removed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're mindful about that, but you won't cover your mouth. Like you've been you've been so on board with all these other things and those have been fine, but now that you're uncomfortable, suddenly it's a conspiracy. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's it it must be if this is so this is so queer this is so this is so queer it's like some kind of anonymous queer conspiracy queer anon well you that's what i'll call it <laughs> <laughs> queer anon i think maybe the word queer it's a little long isn't it maybe you should shorten it to what I don't know. I, I'm not the teacher. I'm the thing thing. <laughs> um, all right. Well, here, just um, going to pull out this blunderbuss and shoot you in the head. And <laughs> that's fine, because in the 1800s, teachers could do that. That was just, that's just what punishment actually, was. Actually, actually, uh, kids through, this is, uh. This is Big Richie. Um, oh, yes. You have such big, rich energy. And I actually was going to say, I think maybe you shouldn't shoot little Timmy. Look, I love beating up on little Timmy on the playground, but if you shoot him, I can't beat up on him anymore. And this is the first time I've ever heard that maybe guns don't belong in schools. And so I'm going to, I'm I'm listening. You know, I'm a little annoyed, but I'm listening. And Hello, this my is the name first is, time uh, I've ever heard. This is Mary in the corner. Little, little, little Mary. Uh, I agree you shouldn't have a gun. What? <laughs> I think that and scene. And scene. So, yes. Now we can get back to the conversation. And I just want to say, so Ari... <laughs> Basically, I think what I'm what I'm advocating for, which I think you understand, is guns what for I'm teachers. Trying to say, is yeah, we should give back te- guns to teachers, not to protect the students, but to destroy them. Yeah. Um. But uh, well, just the ones that are talking about gay. Like, I think don't say gay. 
We need to ramp it up. We need don't say gay and the second amendment need to make an unholy alliance. <laughs> God fucking damn it. Okay, 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 okay. What your your thesis statement has been so far, so far your your thesis your 47 minute uh thesis statement that we are giving in little bits is basically Well, that... uh, little bits because it's Reese's thesis. Oh my god. Oh, uh, uh, trans people we are not responsible in any way for what these people do. But one step that we can take for those who are maybe willing to listen, not the ones who we know are doomed from the start, is that we should make it more clear. Now, here's the thing. People online do make it clear that our lives are in danger and people say, stop exaggerating. But one thing that we can do is say, hey, we're not mad at you for misgendering because of like some social faux pas. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's a learning experience. I don't know. Because I agree. Because I also, like, I I can already... Because, like, we shouldn't have to coddle these fuckers. I mean, I agree with that, too. Like, I'm of two minds here. Because I also feel I mean, like every it reasonable is person, Every reasonable person I have ever explained this to has always been cool with it. I think it's... Yeah. I think maybe we're construing... Maybe we're misconstruing. Maybe the people who are complaining about the misgendering thing are always kind of assholes. Maybe they just are assholes. But, but, but here's, okay, but here's, here's what I'm saying. I don't think they are. I actually don't think they are always but assholes. But every person I've ever had, like, ass or get concerned, all it took is, like, one conversation and they got it. So maybe they just haven't had that conversation no, yet. No, because, listen, don't you have anyone in your life who is not an asshole, but they're bad with gendering you correctly? I'm lucky Showing. enough. Yeah, maybe maybe what happens with me is that any person who would do that, I just thought is a bad person. <laughs> maybe that's my problem. Maybe I just like don't. I don't know. I have most. I have mostly queer people in my life, and I go by he they pronouns, so it hasn't really been. Mm, I don't have that's that problem. A big difference. No, no one calls me they in my family, but I don't ask them to. They, if I asked them to, they right. probably would. And I'd have some people who got it wrong, but Listen. I haven't asked. So I'm not a great person to ask about this, actually. Queer people listening to this. I'm sure some of you are listening to this and thinking to yourself, they're all assholes. And I want you to know I'm so sympathetic to that argument. And I'm not even saying I necessarily think you're wrong. But in my own experience, there are definitely people in my life, especially people of older generations. It is just true. There are people who they are pro-trans they do want to support me, and when they remember to gender me correctly, they do. But, see, but I think they that's a don't. different. I think that's a different conversation. There's a difference between a person who makes a lot of mistakes and they have trouble remembering, and someone who is annoyed by the gendering thing. Those are two different but, people. Okay, but I'm not. But the annoyed part of this was not actually part of my original thesis. My mm. thesis is not about people being annoyed. My thesis is just about misgendering, and my thesis. I mean, is my thought about people misgendering are people that yes, yeah, and people are forgetful and don't have a hard time. I've forgotten with people in my life, and I'm always very apologetic when I have. But I think that's different. It is, but I. No, I'm no, not no, saying, no, no. I'm but, not saying that occasional misgendering makes you an asshole. I was saying people who go out of their way not to correct themselves are assholes. No, but there's a but there's a middle ground. What about people who don't who correct themselves if you point it out, but they still it's not occasional. They do it a lot. Well, I, I, that, think, I, I fall into the uh, category. That's me. <laughs> I have a trans sister who I had people who did that, and I really got mad at them. And I uh, I'm very. Maybe you're sympathetic to these people who maybe let me ask you a question and we can cut it from the podcast if you want to. This is people in your family, I assume. <laughs> yes. That might be why. 
I think people in your family have known you for 30 years, are older, and are making the mistake and once you correct them is a different thing than like people who just like misgendered my sister for years and years and years and years and just didn't give so a So do fuck. you think I'm crazy? So do you think I'm crazy? For saying that misgendering out of every other, tra out of most trans issues, misgendering, there is probably the largest empathy gap between cis and, and, and genderqueer or, you know, cis and not cis people. Because I think, listen, 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 there is a group of people who are just assholes. And then there's a group of people who are like, yeah, uh, they fuck up occasionally, but they're immediately like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. And that's like almost everybody. Uh, you know, almost everybody, like, like I fuck up once in a while, right? And then I think there's a group of people who are cis people who are not maybe super exposed to trans issues. Maybe they know one trans person in their life. And they they understand, like, oh, they're so supportive of you wearing whatever you want to wear. And that that immediately connects to them. Because even if they don't know what it's like, like, even if, like, your uncle doesn't, not your uncle, Ari, but one's uncle doesn't know what it's like to want to put on a dress. Yeah. They understand what it would feel like. They've had experiences in their lives of like being told what they are or are not allowed to wear or how to express themselves. They understand, you know, maybe they have another identity that is go that has been oppressed. Like maybe, maybe they're cis, but they're Jewish. So on some level, they have an understanding of this idea of microaggressions. But for some reason, I think that misgendering just doesn't have a very, uh, a very graceful, comparison if you have never experienced misgendering i think it's hard for you to understand what it feels like to be misgendered and because we can't keep explaining it oftentimes it gets to a point where it's like listen you don't have to understand it just don't do it and that's fine that's probably what we have to do but i just i wonder if there are people out there maybe listening to this maybe not who like if i maybe this is the naive part of me right sure I, I sometimes feel like there are people where if I could sit down and I could just look, sit down with them and tell them what it feels like to be misgendered and why it sucks, they would misgender less. Have you tried doing this with your family member who has misgendered you frequently? Of course not. But you absolutely, of course you should have. Of course not, because I'm embarrassed to do it because misgendering has become the thing. The misgendering is like the thing that as a trans person, you can be sure you're most scared of somebody, like, thinking you're being frivolous or rolling their eyes Seriously, at you. I I'm think not saying it's I feel that way I think about you're 100% you're valid in feeling nervous about this. I think part of why, however, I am a little more dry and stern about it than maybe you are is, ironically, despite having not been in the trans, like, community as an individual myself for any longer than you did— I have a trans male partner and a trans sister. And I had a lot of people, particularly religious people in my life, who just wouldn't get it right. And my right. patience wore thin for just sitting. Yeah. I am now the kind of person that when someone would say, like, like talking about my partner and say she, I would immediately be like, hey, they go by he. And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And if they kept doing it, I would say... 
this is my partner and I feel like you can show the decent respect to say he. And they do. And if they're the kind of person, because my, here's my thought, and I think this is what I would say to you, and I think it's very fair to be nervous, but this is something I learned over years. I dealt with misgendering for way more years than I have been in this community because of the fact that my partners and friends have been, and I've done it on their behalf. Right, right, and right, right, right. I've been yeah. the ally. Uh, but not really. It's more like it's my partner and he's not there and he can't defend himself and this person's misgendering him. My thing is this. With this person in your life, I'm assuming that this is someone you care about. People. People in your life. I'm assuming that the one, there are some people who in your life, you just don't care what they say because they're just kind of assholes. I'm assuming there are other people in your life who you do care and you love them and you want it correct. My thing is, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen by you being, uh, sharing of like be, being forthcoming with what you describe as like your basic human dignity? Because if they are misgendering you as he, here's the truth in my head, this is why misgendering sucks. An occasional misgendering due to memory of someone in the past is understandable. Uh, there were times where like, I was describing my time, like after my sister passed, I would talk about our childhoods and occasionally misgender because I would be thinking about like when I was four. And it's like, there's like, a, it's like a different person. A lot of trans people describe it as feeling like a different person in a lot of ways. Like I've moved on from that person and I can understand it. My sister was like that. She was like, that person's dead. And I can understand that. But I think that if a person is consistently misgendering you, there is a fundamental empathy gap and they are not seeing you for who you are. I can't fathom saying he about you because you're not a fucking dude. You're not a guy. You're not a man. You are literally a woman. If people in your life are misgendering you, I think it might partially be that it's painful for you to consider that they aren't seeing it right. That might be a painful thing to think about, but you deserve it. There's no universe in which you don't deserve that dignity. No one should be doing that to you, especially not someone who you consider a good person who you're close to. My grandfather with dementia still genders my husband correctly. Can I tell you something fascinating? As you're talking to me about this, I'm feeling a sense of like embarrassment at the way, at the strength of the language you're using to talk about what it feels like to be misgendered. Like it's a fundamental lack of recognition of who you are. You are a woman, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So maybe where, maybe what, what this actually is, maybe my, my thesis is not a thesis at all. It is in fact, an expression of the fact that I eat poop. Gotcha. <sighs> stupid. No, but, but no, it's an expression. You fool. It's an, it's an expression of, it's an expression of the fact <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's an expression of the fact that I know some well-meaning cis people who don't have any real ability to empathize with the idea of being trans. And so they have to settle for being okay with not understanding and just being like, well, I support you no matter what. And that's good. I that is that is the response I want you to have if you can't. But maybe maybe when I talk about like, oh, is there a failure on the part of us as a community to describe these things? Maybe what I'm actually articulating is a failure in myself to articulate how hurtful it feels. And I think it's because I have absorbed from the osmosis of the internet, I've absorbed the idea that people, not necessarily the people I love, but people in general are going, yeah, but maybe people I love even are going to hear what I'm saying and be like, on some level, even without meaning to, they're going to be like, oh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but my like, mind, if it, someone, if someone, he's like, if someone has that instinct deep within themselves, it's in there, right? And then they sit with that thought and go, I'm just going to ignore that instinctual feeling was there and I'm going to be a better person. That's fine. Whatever happens in their right. brain, who gives a fuck? If they have a second of being annoyed, okay. It's like if, like, imagine if I broke my leg, right? And you were calling me to I talk do about every, going on I a do, walk. I, I do literally 24-7. Exactly. And you called me and said, hey, Ari, uh, are, we were going to meet today for a walk. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I broke my leg. There might be a moment you're like, oh, our plans. And then you go, I'm not going to get mad at Ari for this objective truth about this person. You're objectively a woman. If someone gets annoyed at you and then realizes that annoyance is oh, stupid, God. fuck that annoyance. Who gives a fuck? God, this is all, this is just all, it's all coming crashing down around me. Because I, now I'm, now I'm thinking about the fact that like, I'm also struggling right now with a problem where there are people in my life who are not, at, who are not understanding what I mean when I say that I have chronic fatigue. And, uh... And I've even used that example, that exact example, Ari, that exact one of, well, if I broke my leg, this person would get it. I think that's where I'm, I'm, I'm running into this problem is that there are people in my life where for multiple things, for chronic fatigue and for misgendering, it's like, if I broke my leg, they would understand that I can't run a marathon. It's like, but they don't depression. understand depression is a when better I example. say I'm tired, yeah. when they, when I say I'm tired. I don't necessarily mean what they mean when they say they're tired, which is very tired, I'm sure, because we all live in a capitalistic hellscape where we're all exhausted and we all have these issues. But when I say I'm tired, when I say I'm too tired to do this, I actually mean it. I actually mean that I cannot keep my eyelids open. I actually mean that I'm a danger to myself, that if I push myself any further, it is going to trigger because it always ends up triggering such a self-loathing that self it and also self honestly burnout is a ri physical risk. Yep. And so same thing with misgendering, I think, is where I'm like you if if you were punching me in the face, I could say stop punching me in the face, but I don't think you understand why it's so painful because how but how could you? How could you I think to this cis person? How could you understand there is nothing in a cis person's life that is like misgendering. There I think, is nothing. And I think it's really important for you to also understand too here that like Mind the empathy gap. Yeah, I think yeah, I think something that you need to remember too, really, this is for you specifically, is that, because I have this in me from my experiences, I think you grew up in your social life especially, being nothing haunted you more than being misunderstood and having someone <laughs> not get what you're trying to say. You really, it's why you and I communicate so well. We both have this fear. And I think that you have a lot of little things in your life that you genuinely cannot help. Be it fatigue, depression, things, uh, being trans, things that a cis, uh, a cis heteronormative, uh, whatever the word is for someone who's neurotypical person, who's not depressed, isn't dealing with that stuff. Though it's like, if you were someone who had like, every month your entire body broke out in hives and everyone could see the hives and you said, I have the hives today, people would go, oh, fuck, yeah, stay home. But because depression... Unless it was a period and then they would have no empathy at all. Oh, exactly. That's why I didn't use period because no one gives a fuck about periods, apparently. <laughs> if you had... If you if you broke out in hives, right, then people would be like, oh, fuck. But because you have Well, and if I broke into hives, people would understand it's because I'm a honey burglar. <laughs> and they'd get Damn that. Damn you! Damn you to hell! <laughs> Fucking Winnie the Pooh up in here. Wait, 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 wait. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wait, wait. Ari, Ari. Hey, it's me, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, God, no. And I just... 
Not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, that is. You can't say no. This is improv. I say no to your name. I reject you. I don't you care have, what you say. You've you never, <laughs> you've never, you've always rejected me, father. <laughs> That's right. Me, Reginald Poop. I hate why, you. Why? I hate you for the fucking name Winnie. I called you Winifred. You will be Winifred Poop. This Winnie the Poop nonsense Wait. has to stop today. I'm non-binary. I don't want to go by Winifred. Non-binary. Sorry, non-binary. Non-binary? Non uh-huh. I'm not a bear, Dad. Excuse me. Winifred. Dad, I'm a clock. You're a what? I'm a clock, Dad. I tell time. My hands go round and round. I am filled with gears, Dad. Well, uh, not yet, but I am going to get organ replacement therapy where they replace all my organs with gears. It's really safe. Don't tell me you talk to those people up in that their castle up in the hill. Yeah, I talked to them, and they're really cool. You always called him a beast? A beast. An absolute beast. No, they call me a beast, the bear. The true beast lives in the castle abroad. Abroad, you know what I mean? On the hill. Dad, you always told me you always told me to avoid that part abroad. You always told me to avoid that part of town. And it turns out that that was just it's just a a very queer community, you always called it. Quite queer, queer indeed. Quite queer. Anonymously queer. But I'm tired. I'm tired, Dad, of listening to you. You're I'm tired? You went to bed at 9 p.m. last night, and you would know that if you were a clock, mister. You can't possibly be tired. Hey, hey, clocks don't owe you accurate time. What? Dad, clocks don't owe you accurate time. You don't get to decide. Some clocks are wrong about what time it is, and that's okay. You don't get to dictate. Don't be clock essentialist. <laughs> Child. Yes, Dad? You know me. You know how I've always got up when the sun came up. Climbed a tree, broke into those hives, and collected that sweet, sweet honey. I've never used a clock before, but I'm wondering, maybe it's possible that my, my own ignorance about clocks is not because clocks are bad or because I'm bad, but because I just didn't think about clocks all that much. But maybe that doesn't mean that clocks aren't valid. Maybe, maybe, maybe you are a clock, Winnie. Dad, I think deep down, deep down you've always known. I mean... Do you, don't you remember when I was a kid? The way I just... You would know what time it was for dinner, and my, and, and my wife ah, would <laughs> make... <laughs> Dad, Dad, I wish whenever you talked about mom, you didn't... It's really unsettling when you just turn around and punch a wall. Like, <laughs> that just makes me unsettled. Do you see how that... It feels like that's perpetuating the kind of sense of constant violence... In our household. I know you never actually hit mom, but it always felt like you were threatening, and that's just, that can be just as bad, Dad. When my wife made dinner, and she always made it at what she said was 5 p.m., which sun's still up. I don't know what that is. And you would always say, Daddy, it's 5 p.m. It's 5 p.m. Time for dinner. Time for dinner. Maybe I always knew on some level. Maybe this is why Carol left. Well, maybe my inability to see past the end of my own snout. Well, and I mean, and you, I mean, you cheated on her. Well, that 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 can't be relevant. 
Hey, hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Poop. Hey, it's me, Mark. Your neighbor, Mark. Hey, Mark. Um, I just have to. I just have to ask you a quick question. Did you hit her? Before you, even before you say hi to me, answer this question. Did you hit her? I did not hit her. It's bullshit. <laughs> I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Okay, thank you. Good. All right, I'm, I'm heading out now. All right, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Uh, listen, you remember when you used to call me cuckoo and you thought it was an insult, but I always really liked it? Ah, yes, I do. That was another sign. You know, in all this, as I get older and life just becomes more and more grisly, sometimes I wonder if it's all just too much to bear. What the fuck? We're brown bears. We're not grizzly bears. <laughs> I was making a pun, you fuck. <laughs> All right, sorry, what did you say? I said, as it becomes more grisly, it becomes too much to bear. But you know what? Even mm. though I'm mad at you for not getting my joke, I'm still going to call you Winnie because my feelings about you as a person emotionally have nothing to do with your human dignity, or in this case, bear dignity. And I will say, I accept that that's where you're at right now in this process, although there are other clocks out there who even that would be enough for them to want to go no clock tack. And if they if they chose to do that, that would be no no wait no con TikTok. I don't no know con what it is. TikTok. Uh, but but and that's that's valid for them. It's valid for them to do that. But for me, Dad, I am willing to work on this with you. But I want to get to a point where it's not just you calling me a clock because I say I'm a clock and you're humoring me with a little bit of an eye roll. I want it to become something where you see a clock. I mean, I want to it's going to be harder for you. Oh, sorry. I was going to say I want to. Oh, you, I was just going to say I want to keep talking about this, but I really have to go poop. But you go first. Yours is probably better. <laughs> oh, can I eat it? <laughs> of course you can! Yay! <laughs> this family are a bunch of fucking freaks. <laughs> they were poop eaters all along. God damn it. Um, I was going to make some, some joke, but it didn't even, I was going to make some joke at the end about how like, well, you'll definitely notice when like, <laughs> like my giant clock boobs grow out. <laughs> that's better. See, that's better. <laughs> or I, or something um, like my paws turn into hands. Yeah. I think it says something about the, oh, that would be good. I think it says something about my brain that I went for rather than the joke that would have made tied the scene together. I went for eating poop and listen. That's something that you don't have to, like, get why I did that, Ari, but I want you to at least accept it about me. I accept it, and I'm not even embarrassed about being wrong, because you know what? Being wrong just means you learn something right. So I think today's episode is sponsored by Skillshare. <laughs> <laughs> please, Skillshare, get returned my calls, please. Um... I think that today's episode started off as me being like, ah, I've been thinking a lot about misgendering this week, and I've been thinking a lot about how difficult it is to explain to a cis person why misgendering is bad. I think it's still, I agree with my, with my younger, my, 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 myself from an hour ago, um, approximately. I'm not a clock, so I don't know exactly how long ago. I agree with myself that it is difficult I think for cis people to empathize with misgendering because I do think it's hard to explain. But 
I also think that what we arrived at in today's episode is that probably this is more me working through a personal thing than me having a super cogent thing to say about like our community as a whole. Um, so I'm glad we steer, we, we sort of got to the bottom of what was going on with me. <laughs> Another classic Char- something's wrong with Charlie episode. <laughs> I think this is a really fascinating relationship that you and I have when it comes to these topics, which is that I am going through less dramatic changes than you are, but I'm historically very aware of a lot of these change, the landmarks of these changes because of the people in my life who I witnessed going through them, who openly told me what they were going through. And yeah, here's how I'll conclude. You've got, Charlie, queer, you've got queer elder energy. I have queer elder energy, but I'm, but I'm like a newbie. It's a, I'm a weird, it's a weird place. I'm like a Benjamin Button. Uh, I want you to you're like, like you know the the action movie where it's like the computer scientist becomes the action hero like you're the one who's you you've been like at the computer this whole time and like you've run the simulations but now you're actually fighting the aliens it's time for me to go out of the field I want one show or actually where that is the voice of the main action hero it's time for me to go out of the field um, right, just as a massive just as a challenge to the, the challenge. audience can um, you put up with this Honestly, that's what our podcast is. Can you put up with this, the show? Yep. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode, listeners. Thank you, Ari, for giving me something to really chew on and think about. I'll have to sit on this for a little bit, like an egg. Oh, my God, a hidden camera. You bring it with you, and you like record it. Here is a recording of how it went. And now we'll do improv based <laughs> on the conversations. <laughs> Um, but anyway. if you want to see us do crazy experiments, not like that one, check out our Patreon. We just did an orientation orientation, which I think is a very cute name, where we did a quiz about our sexual orientation and we talk about some of the like more ins and outs of like what it's like being. Well, if you want to know what we are, you're gonna have to listen to the Patreon. See what I just yeah, did? Yeah, we we took a we took a kind of bogus sexual orientation quiz that had a very confusing graph attached to it. But after we spent about half the episode decoding the graph, uh, it led to some interesting conversations about sexual orientation, about our orientation. So definitely go check that out. If this is up your alley, that'll be too. Every person who's um, made it this far in the episode is already like, I've been a patron for eight years. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, if you've made it this far, that is yeah. one thing that I like about this is that I know that right now the only people who are listening are diehard fans or disgusting masochists. Now, um, I, I want, I just want to say with like, without the mask of the, the comedian, the Arte mask, whatever the fuck, just say Comedia del Ari, Comedia del Ari mask. Uh, I, just wanna I think th- I've made that joke before, almost certainly. I just want to say that Charlidia del Ari, that's our new podcast, baby. Um, <laughs> Charmedia del Ari. I just want you to know how much I care about you, and that I want you to always remember, no matter what internal feelings you have from depression from dealing with dysphoria just from general being us as people and how we are as people go on no (laughs) you've lost the right to an honest deep conversation from yours truly no i love you and i want you to know that you are your comfort is literally always important. And anytime anyone's making you uncomfortable and hurting you is bad. Doesn't matter if there's someone you love or not, it's never okay. I love you too. What were you get? What was and the creek? Well, now I have to know what the creek was. God damn it. 
Oh, that was not a creek. That was oh well. Actually, I guess if I had to justify the creek, I would just I would justify it like this. Hello, 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 hello. Hey, uh, anyone at home in the castle? Castle, castle, castle. It's me, the so-called beast. Oh my god, you're hideous. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking ugly. Like, like, you're objectively awful. I have, like, 18 noses. I've got unspeakable puckers and suckers on every inch of my body that are each screaming words that I can't even say because I would get canceled. Is that a, is that a queer anon tattoo on your arm? I'm a piece of shit. What about it? Uh, oh, no. I took over this castle. None of those clocks are going to stick around here anymore. This is my place now. Uh, this is such a conundrum because I don't even know what you represent in the in the giant metaphor. I don't know what you are. I, am the I guess I am the truth beneath the lies. I <laughs> am misgendering. <laughs> so now you all know that if you don't want to be a, a beast, don't misgender. There you go. Made it work somehow. Uh, Did I though? You. Did I make it work? Did I make that work? <laughs> That's for uh, you to decide. Please leave us a five-star review and let me know if my beast voice excited you. I guess this is just all another part of going from he to she. My he-she statement. And with that, my friends, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. I think it's time for me to go and, and sleep for a, th- a sleeping beauty. That's not beauty. That's, that's fucking Sleeping Beauty. Goodbye, everybody. I haven't seen Lucky Disney movies. for a thousand years. I have eaten Sergeant Pepper's lovely hot carpet. We hope you enjoy all the show. the time. Eating poop for a thousand years. Eating poop for a thousand. We're doing different things. And they're both valid. Uh, Good night, everybody. It's all valid. You're all valid. You're all valid. (laughs) You're all valid. (laughs) Yes, Androgyny was conceived, recorded, and produced by Ari Noble and myself, Charlie Monroe. If you want more content or you care to support the show, we can be found at patreon.com slash yesandrogyny, where we will be posting an extra episode of bonus content plus other fun surprises at least every off week. This show is co-produced by New 32 Productions, an independent North Carolina media company that Ari and I are both heavily involved with. You can find New 32 on YouTube at youtube.com slash new32, that's N-E-W-3-2. Our music was composed by Florify, F-L-O-R-R-I-F-Y, whose link tree can be found in the episode description. Our theme song is Riff in A by Garrett Stein Sarusi, who plays the guitar on the track, with additional arrangement, instrumentation, and mastering also by Florify. Our cover art is by the inimitable Izzy Pereira, who can be found on Twitter at Izzy Squeaksy. That is I-Z-Z-Y-S-Q-U-E-A-K-Z-Y. Lastly, but not leastly, Ari can be found on Twitter at Ari Noble Writes, where they post about their myriad music and webcomic writing projects, including their epic fantasy adventure webcomic in the vein of Redwall. They co-created it with our cover artist Izzy, and it is posted weekly. So definitely check that out. It's super rad. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. That concludes the credits. See you in two weeks or sooner if you join our Patreon. Bye!